Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Well, good morning to you. Happy uh, 5th of uh, February. Welcome into the show. And uh, I'm Mark. That's Kim. That's Carl. You heard Sue Thomas uh, getting you to traffic uh, this morning, helping you get to work, and uh, we'll have it all covered for you. I promise you. Coming up, I got Hans von Spakovsky, Senior Legal Fellow at Heritage. You know Governor Parson. We're going to have him on the show later. He's going to be on here at about 8 o'clock this morning. And he and a bunch of governors went to Texas this weekend. Uh, they uh, have been siding with Governor Abbott down there on what their rights are to protect the border. I'm going to let Hans von Spakovsky uh, chime in on that a little bit when we get him on here in just a few minutes. we got to check your business at the bottom of the hour. And, of course, in other news with Ethan uh, still to come. And, of course, Congressman Eric Burleson is going to join us next hour to talk about this this uh, border pl- uh, deal, the 690-some-page plan that got released last night. Maybe it was more than that. I'm, I I tried to go through portions of it, and it's just it's maddening to read. And there's, you you really need to almost have a, a legal background to, uh, to make uh, sense of it, to be honest with you. Uh, so we'll try to explain some of that to you this morning, I promise. First of all, though, uh, let's get to our short stories, please. The Mark Knox Shortlist. That didn't work. Because what, what happened? I hit the button twice. Oh, that's all right. And you call, you scared me because Let, you called let's it short try to stories. Get, let's get to the short <laughs> I list, I was wondering Carl. about that. This is not brain surgery. <laughs> not the short stories. The short list. The Mark Knox Short List. Nobody should be playing politics with the border. First of all, he shouldn't be getting involved telling Republicans that wait until the election because we don't want this to help Biden win. Yeah, how would you have voted on this, Nikki Haley? That's the question people need to ask you. Instead of claiming that Trump's playing politics, would you sign this bill if you were president? You didn't say military in your answer, and you've made it very clear. You believe the president can defy the Supreme Court. Senator, thanks for your time this morning. No, 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 George. (laughs) George Stephanopoulos there trying to uh, cut off J.D. Vance. He, he didn't want J.D. Vance to answer the question, so he said it right at the very end and said, thank you, goodbye. And you can hear fans going, no, no, no. The open border policies that Joe Biden has allowed can no longer be tolerated. He has the ability, as we speak this very moment, to take action. Yeah, that was uh, Governor Abbott out of Texas, of course. Uh, Governor Parson was down there at the southern border this weekend. We're going to talk to him live at about 8.08. What I'm saying is that we're going to immediately drill, baby drill. We're gonna- yeah, uh, that's uh, President Trump yesterday on with Maria Bartiromo. And it, it, it was a you could, it was clearly an edited interview. Um, here, here's what I hate. I hate when I'm interviewing people and they filibuster me. Right. You don't want to be rude, but you want to jump in and say, OK, we're going to do this one of two ways. Either you are not going to filibuster me if we're recording it or. I'll just edit out what I don't want in there later. Like if it just keep you keep just keep going over the same point again and again and again, I'm going to do that. My guess is Maria Bartiromo 
big chunks of that interview got left on the editing room floor. Yeah, I mean, I watched it in its entirety. I'm not going to lie. I do imagine if I were to interview Trump that that's kind of how he would be, is he would say a lot of words. He makes good points, but he kind of says a lot of words to make a point. Yeah, I I don't I I mean, you might argue that you want to hear it all. But uh, for somebody who's in a media job, you have a limit even here. Like I've got 10 minutes, 15 minutes for a segment. You've got to limit somewhat the amount of information you can squeeze into that. There's there's no doubt. There's just no way around it. If you had if you're on C-SPAN or you have no time limits, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Um, But in this particular case, I could tell. Maria probably had edited. That doesn't mean she didn't get his important messages out at all. But like, for example, on I mean, um, I could just tell as she went through it, she was trying to squeeze a lot of stuff into about three segments with her Trump interview yesterday. And I wanted uh, you to hear some of that if you had not heard it. This was him on energy. What I'm saying is that we're going to immediately drill, baby drill. We're going to get energy down. And the other thing is we're going to have a strong border. We're going to close up the border. Because no country is sustainable. When you look at what's happening to our country with people from jails and prisons, people from mental institutions and insane asylums coming in, uh, it's uh, our country is being destroyed. Yeah, I think he's absolutely right. He also, she also asked him about his reaction to, to the indictments uh, that he's facing all over the country. You could be in trial this year and you could get convicted. You know, Do you think about that? No, because it's all about courage. You have to have courage for the country. I would have, if I didn't run or if I was in fifth place, I wouldn't have any indictments. I wouldn't have any problem. They went after me from before I even announced because they said we have to do it. It's all, these aren't indictments. These are Biden indictments. How are you going to get through? Washington, D.C. That was a great answer. (laughs) It is. That was a really great answer. It's because it's true, right? And he also pointed out, uh, how she asked how he felt specifically about the the fact that they just keep piling on with everything. I mean, it, you, it's a it's a laundry list, right? Going back to the day he was sworn into office, they were already trying to talk about launching impeachment against him. I mean, it goes back a long way, but specifically on the indictments. I could have had the greatest life. Look at this. I could have had a nice time instead of doing a nice, fair but tough interview with you. I could have had a very nice time in my life. I could have enjoyed it. But I enjoy it anyway because we're going to make America great again. This country is failing. This nation is failing. And it's incompetent people like Biden. Who wants open borders? Who wants high interest rates? Who wants bad education? Who wants all of this stuff? Who wants a woke military? Our country's going to hell. And it's an honor for me. I I, I really say, anytime I get indicted, it's an honor because I'm doing it for you. And the people agree with it. What do you think? Well, I think that that's something that Trump has done really well, is every time he has been indicted, it's like a, it, it, it's it's the system, right? It's them going after the conservative values. And I think that's why they're going after Trump. Yes. Right? And so I think we all feel like we're part of that. And I think that's why every time he's <clears throat> indicted, he goes up in the polls. But because that, and I think because people see it for what it is, well, right? Right, right. They know so a great that, job of that. And and he's made a good job of making that point. They're not coming after me. They're coming after you. Because it's all of us, right? I'm We're in this together. representing your viewpoint on a lot of these issues with energy and immigration. And if they can knock me out of the race, they'll knock you out of the race. Because right now, Nikki Haley does not share his views on 
certainly not on immigration, Mm -hmm. not on wars overseas, big time. I don't know what her view is completely on um, drilling and opening. I would imagine she's in support of that. I could be wrong, but there's so much of it that they don't agree on um, that he's right. And and that's why he, you're right, he bumps up in poll numbers every time they go after him again. Did, did you? See, we're going to get to Hans von Spakovsky coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Did you see the story about what Joe Biden is obsessed with? Aside from himself? No. <laughs> he apparently spends every day watching Joe Scarborough, Morning Joe, because they pump up his ego so much because they agree with him all the time. Does he get Hates excited Fox because News. it's his name, Morning Joe? I don't, maybe that's it. Maybe he thinks it's named after him. I, I don't know. And not Joe Scarborough. Um, Kamala Harris tries to watch Fox News, uh, but she's depressed when she watches it because she can't believe that people aren't buying all of their lies. Um, anyway, she gets she gets uh, very upset watching Fox, apparently. All right. Uh, we're going to get to a quick break here. we got Hans von Spakovsky from Heritage coming up. Stay tuned. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Just a few hours ago, Governor Mike Parson of Missouri joined Texas Governor Greg Abbott along with 13 other Republican governors in a briefing on the Operation Lone Star mission to secure the southern border. The group of governors were at the southern border learning how they can best support Operation Lone Star's mission. The governors say until the southern border is secure, every state is a border state. Hans von Spakovsky, you know, the former emperor of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. Hans, our own governor here, uh, Governor Parson, was in Texas, I know, yesterday. We're supposed to get him on the radio a little later this morning to talk about that experience. But uh, th- these governors are banding together. What's your take on that from a legal point of view? Well, that's terrific. I don't know if you've seen the, the data, but remember Eagle Pass, where they put in the barbed wire fencing, was one of the most heavily crossed areas where thousands of illegal uh, aliens were coming in a day. Apparently, since the National Guard got stationed there and since they put up the fencing, the crossings have dropped to almost nothing. And that is that is the best example for all of the governors that are down there on what they can do to, to help Texas stop the open border from continuing. Yeah, I think it was Christy Noam I heard this weekend that said that she absolutely supports the governor and that she was happy to send her own National Guard troops down there if that's what it took uh, because they're they're ready to go to war over this. I don't think she meant that literally, but I think she meant it in a court of law. Right, and, and they should, and... Um... Listen, on February 15th, uh, there's going to be more war in court because that's when the uh, Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit is going to be hearing arguments about the battle between the Biden administration and Texas over this particular issue. Yeah. Hans, this is Kim. I'm looking at the article that you'd written on the Daily Signal. 
there is more, though, that Biden could do than I feel like they're alluding to. Like, he, he's got more power than I think most Americans think. Oh, oh yeah. Listen, uh, the supposed deal that uh, dropped, as you know, last night in the Senate, the supposed border deal, which which the House uh, Republicans have already said is dead on arrival. Um, Biden put out a statement saying, oh, you've got to pass that uh, Senate uh, negotiated deal because it will give me the power to close the border, to shut down the borders, the words he used. And if 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 you pass that bill, why, the day I sign it, I'll shut down the border. That's that is a con game by the president, because right now, today, this hour, this minute, he's got the ability to shut down the border and stop all aliens from coming in. He just doesn't want to do it. So anybody who believes that if the Senate bill were to actually pass and be signed, that he would do it, it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. And in reading through this thing, and it's a long, 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 long bill, um, Most of the changes that this bill calls for would take three years to enact. So there's nothing about it that even begins to stop the problem immediately. No, and and let me tell you one of the things that's in there that will make the problem worse. Look, one of the biggest problems we have is asylum fraud, because aliens coming in uh, know that – If they claim asylum, if they claim they're being persecuted in their home countries, uh, under under, uh, our law, they can't be sent back. And uh, there have been various studies that have shown that 90%, 90% of asylum claims are fraudulent. So what happens is the person claiming asylum gets released in the U.S. while they're investigating the asylum claim. Well, this bill would automatically give them work permits. So they not only get into the country, they immediately are able legally to go to work. What what do they think that's going to do to the asylum fraud problem? It's going to expand it. Yeah. Well, I I had, I read a poll this morning from uh, Yahoo Finance. They they asked people who were identified as blue collar what their number one concern was. And going away, it was immigration. By seven or eight points, their number one concern was illegal immigration. And that's the reason. You just mentioned it. If they get turned into citizens, guess whose jobs they're taking? No, that is exactly right. Listen, I I know somebody who's long been in the construction business. And, um, look, he's told me that he has a tough time competing. Why? Because he'll only hire people who are uh, U.S. citizens are in the country legally. All, all, so many of his competitors are willing to hire illegal aliens. Why? Because they can pay them a lot less. So this, this makes it difficult for Americans, uh, blue-collar folks, to get jobs, and it pushes down their wages. Yeah, very true. We're talking to Hans von Spakovsky from the Heritage Foundation. Hans, uh, this week, is it is it Thursday of this week that the, the cases in court over keeping Trump off the ballot at the Supreme Court? Yep, it's going to be argued on uh, on Thursday. Probably the big, it's certainly the biggest election case since Bush v. Gore wow. uh, in 2000. And it may be one of the biggest election cases ever, ever decided by the Supreme Court in its entire history. Uh, so uh, the state of Colorado uh, will be there. The uh, Secretary of State's actually been granted 10 minutes to argue. And she, of course, is arguing, oh, I should be able to take 
take Trump off the ballot. I am hopeful the Supreme Court will deal with this very quickly and throw out Colorado's case. Yeah, and they've still got the immunity case uh, question still pending, right? Uh, that is still uh, before the Court of Appeals, oh, okay. which is, and it's on its way to the Supreme Court. All right, good. Hans, uh, have a great Monday, my friend. We appreciate you. Thanks for having yes, me. Yes, sir. Hans von Spakovsky there with the uh, Heritage Foundation. I wonder how soon we'll get a decision from the Supreme Court if they're taking this up on Thursday. I think it's going to be 8 to 1 or 9 to 0. Oh, I think absolutely they'll make the right decision. I don't know how you would otherwise. I, I... Yeah. I don't either. It ought to be the same on the immunity issue uh, as well, but I don't expect that with Sonia Sotomayor and some of the other leftists uh, who currently reside on the court. I don't think that's going to happen. All right, coming up, we're going to get to uh, Nicole Murray uh, here and get an update on on business. Uh, They got some fairly decent job numbers on Friday, higher than the estimates earlier in the week for sure. Are they real numbers? I don't know. We'll find out what Nicole thinks about that. We'll get to another news with Ethan at about 645. Stay tuned. Okay, we have time for one more question, and it's actually for Ambassador Haley. curious what would you say was the main cause of the civil war um and do you think it starts with an s and ends with a lavery <laughs> yep i probably should have said that the first time and live from new york it's saturday night well uh, they continue their unfunny streak on saturday night live you think they're not all in for Nikki Haley in this primary i watched that clip with Nikki Haley they would never have trump on there no no. Trump also would know not to go on <laughs> he there. Hosted. He, I know he's hosted. But how many, but how many years running. ago? I'm just saying. Yeah, they wouldn't do it this time. Okay, yeah. They wouldn't do it this time. Lauren Michaels or whatever his name is hates hates Donald Trump. Anyway, I, I didn't think Haley did particularly well at it, but I thought I'd play a clip of it for you. Uh, we'll get to more of that coming up here uh, shortly because she added some other stuff in there as well I want you to hear. But first, let's get to Nicole, please. <laughs> All right, uh, Nicole Murray, I know that you're on a different sleep schedule these days, but, like, are the Grammys something you pay any attention to? Oh, yeah, of course. Did you did you watch any of it last night? I didn't watch it live. I uh. do the, the catch-up on TikTok of the highlights the next day. And what was this controversy about Beyonce you were telling me about, Kim? I don't know. Uh, Jay-Z was saying Beyonce should have won Album of the Year. I, I don't get last the obsession. Year. I don't get the obsession with Beyonce. Wait, you don't get the obsession no, with Beyonce? No, I'm not a fan of her. I just, I, I can respect her as an artist, but I just don't get why people just completely, constantly defending her and are just <laughs> obsessed with her. Who won album of the year last night? Artist Taylor. Of the year. Taylor. Yeah, Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Go, of course. Which, of course, is why they're mad. <laughs> and 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 uh, CBS is going to be happy because um, they'll be cutting away to her at the Super Bowl. They talked weekend. about, I think they poked fun yeah. at that last night. <laughs> I'm sure if they she's did. there. Wait, I got to go back, though. Like, what is it about Beyonce that you don't like? I just see talent. She (laughs) holds herself well, like, even when people kind of come at her sideways. I think when everyone's obsessed with somebody that much, that it makes me want to not like them. I know that's an odd thing to say, but I I just don't. I don't really love her music either. What? Yeah. Uh, How about Nicole may stop talking to you? You, you going to come back for uh, Wednesday, or are you done after today? I'll think about it. So does this mean you don't like Taylor Swift either? Uh, she, I ha- she has more music I like, but I'm not a big Taylor fan. 
music wise. Okay. Okay. So don't get too popular. That's how we stay. <laughs> That's right. right. Oh my goodness. What you got going on? Okay. Um, <laughs> futures are slightly lower. Friday, the Dow Industrials gained 134, the NASDAQ up 267, and the S&P 500 up 52. Boeing has reported another problem with fuselages on its 737 jets that could delay the deliveries of about 50 aircraft. Boeing Commercial Airplanes CEO Stan Deal said a worker at its supplier discovered misdrilled holes and added the condition is not an immediate safety issue. All other 737s can continue operating. The FAA is currently investigating Boeing's quality control after the mid-flight blowout on an Alaska Airlines plane weeks ago. Various major companies, including Boeing and UPS, have called workers back to the office five days a week. A December resume builder poll of 800 business leaders found that 8 in 10 employees will track employee office attendance in 2024. 95% of companies said employees will suffer consequences if they don't comply. And still... Many return to office mandates are being set at less than pre-pandemic work norms. Oil prices are steady today following sharp falls last week after Washington pledged to launch retaliatory strikes on Iran-backed groups in the Middle East. Brent crude futures fell 18 cents to 77.15 a barrel. U.S. West Texas intermediate futures fell 24 cents to 72.04 a barrel. According to his interview on 60 Minutes, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell has vowed that the central bank will proceed carefully with interest rate cuts this year. It is unlikely any rate reductions will happen in March. Powell added reductions will move at a considerably slower pace than the market expects and that the reserve is confident that inflation is decreasing but needs more concrete evidence that the rate will hit that 2% target. Interest rates remain between 5.25 and 5.5%. And more from the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell says the U.S. is on an unsustainable fiscal path, also during his 60-minute interview. Powell explained this means the debt is growing faster than the economy. The U.S. national debt topped $34 trillion for the first time ever in January, just three months after passing the $33 trillion mark. UBS has forecasted that gold and silver prices will continue to increase in 2024 based on expectations that the U.S. Federal Reserve will start cutting interest rates. The investment bank says metal could hit $2,200 per square ounce by the end of the year. Gold prices tend to have an inverse relationship with interest rates. Higher interest rates means lower gold costs and vice versa. Gold last traded at just over $2,000 an ounce. Bissell is recalling about 150,000 vacuums sold in the U.S. and Canada due to a fire hazard. The U.S. Consumer Safety Commission says the advisory applies to the cordless Bissell multi-reach hand and floor vacuum cleaner models with the words multi-reach printed on the product. The privately owned floor care product company has received 17 reports of affected products smoking and emitting a burning odor. Six said the battery packs caught on fire. The vacuums were sold at Lowe's, Macy's, Target, Walmart, Best Buy, and other brick-and-mortar stores nationwide. Mark Zuckerberg made more than $28 billion this morning thanks to Meta's surge in stock price. Shares jumped 20% earlier today after the social media company announced its first-ever cash dividend program. Shareholders will get $0.50 cents per share on March 26. The CEO, who is also worth more than $140 billion, owns about 350 million shares of the company. 
Spotify has announced a new multi-year partnership deal worth $250 million with controversial podcast host Joe Rogan. Under a prior deal, the Joe Rogan experience had been a Spotify exclusive since 2020. Now the popular show will be available on competing platforms, including YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Spotify shares increased 2% in after-hours trading on Friday. A suspect has been arrested in connection with the January 18th dog theft in Los Angeles that went viral. The dog owner was filmed holding onto the front hood of a speeding car after the driver snatched her French bulldog. 21-year-old Sadie Slater was booked. Bail is set at $70,000. The French bulldog, however, has not been located. Mark? I saw that story. That That's sad. But, but if they caught the person who stole it, certainly I, I read some comments by the detectives that they that they're still investigating i'm betting they find that dog i would I hope i mean the woman risked her life and was clinging oh on to dear life like you've seen the video for this the, the cop said we don't recommend doing what she did however the fact that she did it and and somebody got video of it helped us find the suspect because they were able to get the license plate number and the make of the car and therefore they were able to track her down I I know it's always like you never know when you're in the moment, like yeah. if you're actually at gunpoint or someone. But I can't imagine I would react that much differently. Like, like excuse me. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. I, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. All right, yes. uh, Nicole, you have a great week. Hopefully, you'll come back uh, Wednesday with uh, despite uh, the Beyonce hate that you just heard. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, guys. Thank you. All See right, you, Nicole. See you later. Yeah, I don't know. My my wife and I had a conversation about that. The dog, whether yeah. she would do it. You said she would do she it. Would you do would it. not. She, I don't know that I would. Did she, she agree would. with that analysis? Um, she did. Yes, absolutely. If somebody stole my baby, I'd jump on the car. Yeah, a moving vehicle. She called it her baby. That she loves that dog. Yeah, not not more than her children. Right. Some you, people still. probably do. So, yeah, for some people, clarify it's like that. their children, right? I mean, yeah. they, I don't know what this lady's deal was. Who. But uh, I'm glad they made an arrest. They, they, there had to be more than one person involved, but they did find the woman that took the dog. My guess is they'll they'll get out of her what happened to the dog. Did she immediately turn around and sell it on Facebook or something? Gosh. I mean, come on. Well, I break. haven't seen this video, so during the commercial break, you know what I'll be doing. Yep, go look for it. You'll, uh, you'll appreciate that. All right, coming up, uh, in other news with Ethan. We'll be right back. What's happening? Go, so you know the you know the thing. What the hell is going on? In other news. You're pumping up Mark over there. That's kind of yeah, funny. I love that. I, I always watch Rocky when it comes on. Doesn't matter which what show it is. That's so in sad, Rocky three. Yeah, in sad news, Carl Weather did pass away over the weekend. You know him best as his role as Apollo Creed in four of the Rocky movies. He was also in um, Predator, Happy Gilmore. Um, his latest thing was The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, but before that, I don't know if you know this or not, he played two years for the Oakland Raiders. I did know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very sad to see that. I, I didn't realize that he was in bad health. Did we know he was sick? No, he died. Oh, he just, sleep. Yeah, he just passed away. He just in died sleep. suddenly. Wow. Yep. He was a stud. He was a cool guy. Yeah. yeah. And apparently, get this. So I read it. I read a little bit about him. And here, I knew that he played football for the Raiders. I assumed he just kind of stumbled into acting. He got a degree in drama like his background was in acting he studied it all through college so he was on the college football team at san diego state or wherever and he was in the drama department so imagine that on a rest can't be too many of those i was gonna say he played chubbs yeah Yeah. oh (laughs) 
Now you know who he is. You didn't didn't know Apollo Creed or the Mandalorian, but you know Chubbs. And on Arrested (laughs) Development, he played himself, but as a extremely cheap man, and he was playing it, Uh, and that was his idea. I'm going to be the cheapest guy you know, and he was very funny. And Action Jackson, don't forget that one. Yeah. (laughs) So on Sunday, Taylor Swift won her 13th and 14th Grammy. She also made um, history as she is the only person to win four albums of the years. Uh, She also broke the internet when she announced the new album, The Tortured Poets Department. Uh, Other Grammy highlights, Miley Cyrus finally won a Grammy. That was her first. And Killer Mike won three Grammys and was promptly arrested. No one knows why, right? (laughs) They just said it was an altercation. No one has said what happened. I heard misdemeanor not related to anything that happened at the Grammys. They knew where to find him, right? He's going to be if he shows up. Yeah. 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 And St. Louis' own says uh, she won three Grammys last night. So Is she the one with the sword? Did I see video of her like dancing around with a sword or something on a table? Oh, I Did didn't she get that. her dance lessons from Britney Spears? I, I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. Um, it I like, didn't watch it. I would never watch it. So I'm glad you brought me the highlights. Thank you. It looks like uh, Patrick Mahomes' father, Patrick Mahomes Sr., was in a little bit of trouble over the weekend. He got arrested with a DWI down in Texas. Um, he was charged and then released on $10,000 bond. Ouch. Hopefully he makes the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, if he's released, I'm sure he probably will, right? Yeah. Mm, that's a shame. Um, and some ironic news, Saturday Night Live has booked comedian Shane Gillis to be the host for February 24th episode. Um, it's a little bit of controversy because he was the comedian that they hired and then promptly fired after finding out he had a racist joke. Well, quote-unquote racist joke on his podcast. So yeah, but wasn't was it from a- like... Eight or nine years earlier when he was just starting out and yeah. it was something that was now kind of out of favor. but Right. And now they're having him on. You mean yeah. not at the time it wouldn't have been, but then well, now with it all, was everyone all PC? In the, in the, yeah, and the, the cancel culture, is, if I remember that story correctly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I and mean, then that's the thing. If you become famous, people are going to go back to when you were like 12 and anything that you said can and will be used against you. Like, isn't that right. the one where he was? Yeah. he said something when he was drunk on a on a... Um, yeah, video with some friends. He was on a podcast, if I remember this correct. Uh, he was maybe a little bit and I don't, I don't inebriated, know. but he was saying something about Chinatown, and that's huh. what they broke him on. Okay. Um, for the second time since it's opened in 2020, a man has drowned in the lake outside of SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. Um, according to the local authorities, the unidentified man was believed to be in his early 20s and entered <sighs> the lake around 9:30 p.m., but never resurfaced. In an effort to locate the missing man, a police dive team was dispatched in the foot fifteen foot deep lake, and eventually they found him. And you had till you till you mentioned the age, I had brief hopes it was Stan Kroenke. <laughs> Sorry, no, not gonna comment. <laughs> a recent poll meant to examine the use of social media among adults in different demographics has found that the older Americans prefer one social media platform over most others. Anybody want to take a guess? Um, um, MySpace, the Facebook, as they would say. <laughs> It would be YouTube. Oh, no kidding. With 83% of respondents sharing that they use the platform, the next closest was Facebook with 68%. Instagram's 47%. Pinterest at 35%. TikTok 33%. And LinkedIn came in at 30%. People over the age of what? Um, It just said older uh, Americans. It's because you don't think of YouTube as a social media thing. Yeah, I don't think about social media. I kind of thought that too when they did the story, but... You have to say the Facebook because that really ages you. The Twitter, the Facebook. The Walmart. The YouTube. The book of faces. Yeah. And a collection of six sneakers worn by uh, Michael Jordan while he played for the Chicago Bulls and won six NBA championships have fetched $8 million at auction. 
Um, I know I had talked about this before, but that's how much it actually ended up getting was eight million eight bucks. Million for dollars. six. Good for him. Woo! And they're not saying who bought it. No, I bet not. Probably Mark, Uncle Jerry. Mark Reinsdorf. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> Coming up, we've got Congressman Eric Burleson on this border bill that got dropped by the Senate yesterday. We'll get get his thoughts on it about 735. Stay tuned. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 